You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubman here with Joe Shasky. For all your best Giants content, make sure you are liking, reviewing, subscribing to this podcast and sharing it. We are coming at you every week with as great a Giants content as we can possibly think of. Now, we're talking about David VR, and again, yeah, it's it's been up and down for him. The goods have been really, really good. You've seen it in these home run swings where just the the base of his swing, the mechanics, they're really there. But then when they get out of whack, it's kind of becomes difficult, you know, for him to really kind of get hot with the bat. I had a chance to kind of catch up with him over the weekend, just kind of get to know him a little bit. Great guy. He's in high spirits. He's very confident that he can still get his way back. Uh, Gabe Kapler was kind of talking about him in the dugout, uh, talking about his mechanics. He didn't really get into too specifics with his mechanics, but VR, he's very, very particular about, about his mechanics and viewing his mechanics. And the Giants seem to have a plan on how they want him to hone in on, on just how he takes his approach at the plate, what he's doing up there. The Giants are very optimistic about him. And I said to his face, like, you know, I see you as a guy who you could be a foundational piece here. I'm very much rooting for you. And yeah, Shasky, I'm just kind of, you know, I feel like we talked about David VR a lot. You and I are both big David VR fans. You know, despite these struggles, what's something that you're seeing out of him right now that makes you think, you know what? I don't need to be worried about this guy, even though he's hitting, you know, a buck 70 something right now. Well, you're seeing that his defense is still there. Like he made a play the other night with Alex Cobb up the middle where Alex threw it almost basically in the right center field. Yeah, and that, yeah. comes out of nowhere, makes the Yeah, <laughs> makes the snag, makes the play, turns the double play. You know, I think there were a lot of people like, oh, I don't think he can play second base. No, I think he can. I really do. Now, I know you have Estrada there as well, but Estrada's being forced to play a lot of shortstop. Positional versatility is extremely important, and then range is completely important. I think defensively at third base, he's had a few gaffes. Mental gaffes is what I would call them, not physical gaffes, mental gaffes. Um, so as he continues to mature and gets options to play at first, second, third base, I still believe the bat will come around. I really like him as a quote-unquote prospect, as a young player. It's going to take time. I think right now you're seeing a man who needs to adjust to the league adjusting to him. Yeah, and again, that does come with time and like I said, the Giants do seem to have a plan for him. One guy who is kind of having a an even more brutal adjustment this year is uh, Brandon Crawford versus aging. And mm. Shasky, we saw another brutal error from him last night. It was a hard hit ball right at him. I forget who hit it, um, but just it was a rocket. They were playing the infield in, bounced right off of him and into the outfield. The Cardinals ended up scoring two runs. Again, we are able to kind of move off of it because of Blake Sable. It's it's right now really hard to to watch Brandon uh, Crawford go right now. He's 36 years old. He's the oldest guy on this roster. And he is very much showing the age right now. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And it's it's frustrating for him. Um, and I think that his range and his size right now, like he just looks a little out of shape. Like, I, I hate to say it. He's always been kind of a – I don't want to say fat because that's not fair. He's always been a thicker guy. He just looks like the shift is killing him. And there was a hot shot from Goldschmidt last night. I think it's a tough play. I mean, it, you're in on the infield. But maybe a couple of years ago, his hands are slightly quicker. I mean, he is a 35, 36-year-old shortstop, you know, and some guys at that age have moved over to third base or second base. Cal Ripken Jr., Omar Vizquel. Like, there are guys, even though Omar waited until he was in his 40s to move over to second base, but there are guys who just move over. And I, I, I'm not ready to write the last chapter on him, but at the same time, I do think it's worth a conversation. I mean, this was a guy who, you know, back in December – Giants had a new shortstop by the name of Carlos Correa for about a week. And everyone's like, all right, Brandon Crawford's going to be playing third base. That's going to be a great defensive left side of the infield. We were more or less on, we were ready to move him over to third base already. He, 
publicly seemed to be on board with it. He seems very happy to be back at shortstop. I'm sure if you were to give him some truth serum and be like, you know, were you really that jazz to go to third? He probably wouldn't uh, be, you know, saying in the same positive tone that he might have been over the offseason. And that's, you know, that's a competitor in him. He he truly thinks that he is that shortstop and he always has been. Um, but yeah, it's you are seeing it. You know, so I like so Fangraphs actually, I think, has a really cool metric called the uh, inside edge fielding, where they kind of break down different hits and just how difficult of a play they are to make. So you have your impossible plays, your remote plays, your unlikely plays, plays that you have an even chance of making, plays you have mm. a likely chance of making, and plays you that are basically routine. Now, he's doing great on the routine plays because, again, those are the easy ones, but it's the plays that you're likely to get. He's really struggling at. He has a career rate of 77% in those, you know, likely to get them plays, he's at 54% right now. Um, the unlikely ones, he's usually been very good at those, you know, getting roughly about 30 to 40%. He's getting mm -hmm. about 10% of those right now. Some of these plays that he's just been very good at making over the years, he's just really struggling. And that's where I think you're really noticing the aging curve is just like, yeah, when he is a step slow on getting to getting some of these balls. And you've noticed that I think over the last couple of years, it's been progressing slowly more and more. I guess, I don't know, is it, is this, I know you say you don't want to write the, the last chapter on Brandon Crawford, maybe not as a player, maybe not as a giant. I do feel like though, it, could this really be the last year we see Brandon Crawford playing shortstop? I, I, I feel like it is. I mean, it really does feel like it is. And I got this feeling you're going to see Casey Schmidt called up after, after Memorial day. Like, I think that that is on deck. Estrada, uh, I don't think is, is a guy that you can trust at shortstop for long periods of time. So I, I just think that's on deck. I mean, <laughs> Am I reading it wrong, Sam? No, I don't think you are. I mean, I, Andrew Baggerly uh, of The Athletic wrote a really good piece about Brandon Crawford last week where Crawford basically acknowledged, you know, yeah, I'm not doing great right now and that he is more driven than anybody could possibly imagine to get back there. You, The competitor, the competitive spirit is there. Uh, you know, I think it was Saturday. He had a, you know, a couple good hits at the plate. And you just you see in his face, when he has a good day at the plate, when he has a good day in the field, his, his face is lighting up a little bit. He's, he's a little bit more of the happier Crawford that we remember. He just needs to put some more, you know, positive outings together. But yeah, it's, it's going to be, I feel, a slog all year long uh, at watching him at shortstop in, until it isn't. Uh, I don't know. I know he's had issues with the knee in spring training. Maybe that's factoring in as well. Uh, maybe it's going to come to a point where he's just going to have to take, you know, two, three week stretches on the IL to let that knee rest up because yeah, I mean, right now it's it's not trending in a great direction. No, it's not. And the unfortunate thing is also the bat looks really slow. Like right now it just does. He's He's got a couple of multi-hit games and then just a couple of hits in the other ones, like all of the other games combined. Uh, he's on the struggle bus. I mean, Sam, it's okay to call it what it is. He's on the struggle bus right now. And it kind of sucks seeing a, a really great giant go out like this. Yeah, it really does. And that's kind of the where it gets into the whole you know would you rather get rid of a guy too soon or too early mm. or too late mm. um i always kind of thought it was a risk bringing crawford back after 2021 i understand the logic behind it giant he had this, a career year giants fans love them some brandon crawford his story is arguably i think one of the greatest stories in giants history in terms of just growing up a giants fan and then becoming you know one of the elite players in franchise history i mean how many people can say they've done that just you know in their lifetimes uh, so I understood bringing him back, but you had a free agent class that year that had a lot of really good shortstops yeah. like Javi Baez, Carlos Correa again, uh, who was a Corey Seager, uh, mm. Marcus Simeon was also on the list. Like 
that and the Giants coming off a 107 win season, I just it felt like a risk to just be like, you know what, we're just going to run it back with Crawford and not look at those other guys. When, I mean, an infield of Brandon Crawford and Marcus Simeon, or an infield of Brandon Crawford and Corey Seager, I feel like they they could have found a way to make that work, just kind of be a little bit more aggressive in that sense. But I don't want to say the Giants should be regretting that deal because again, it's two years going to be up after this year. But I think after that two-year deal, like it's it's going to be hard pressed to see him maybe back next year Sam. unless he's in a reduced role or at third base. Sam, I mean, who's giving him a major league deal to be a starting shortstop? And in, in I mean, Brandon right Bell is able to get a, a a deal to be on a starting roster. Graham is a you know league minimum with a minor league camp invite. That might be what Crawford's looking at next year. I, I, I think I think it is, and so if I, he wants to play next year, you know, either he's going to have to dramatically improve, or he's going to have to accept a, a very reduced role. I, I I wonder, you think the Carlos Correa thing um, plays into this at all, into his psyche? I'm, I'm sure not making an excuse. I'm asking sincerely. Do you think maybe he was thinking about a position change and maybe in the offseason put on some weight to to, to switch spots or or I, I don't know. I'm just I'm thinking out loud here. That is an interesting point. I've never actually thought of that being part of the reason. I think I'm surely I feel like it's pretty easy to say that the 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 the, the idea of moving him to third base probably didn't sit with him very well at first. Um, when you're so accustomed to be in one position, guys, mm-hmm. they get territorial over that. They get proud of the work that they do at a position. And it's hard to want to let go. No one wants to admit that they're mm-hmm. older. No one wants to admit that they aren't the young person they want to do. I wake up in the morning and my back sore. I'm like, why? I didn't do anything last night. But oh, I'm also 30 years old. Yes. No, that's not that's not what it is. It's just I had to slept something. No, my back's fine. I, I still have denial about it. Um, but that's just the reality of life and, and what we're seeing from him. Maybe it's just for some guys, it happens slowly and gracefully. Some yeah. guys, it happens overnight. Crawford, he might be more in the overnight category in terms of just how he ages. So, well, and let's let's call it what it is. 2020 wasn't the greatest year for him. 2021 was 2020 was not. 